Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. You know what time it is. I am sitting down with a healer trained as a holistic physician. Dr. Weiss is a board-certified physician with extensive training and experience in primary care medicine, holistic medicine, and energy medicine. Before developing systematic healing, he served patients in New York and Los Angeles, primarily with complex chronic diseases. As you can see, he's going to be a great fit for this show. These patients often had causal issues beyond the technology or scope of standard medical diagnostics to detect. Systematic healing was a natural outgrowth combining science and intuition to serve this need. I am so excited for you guys to sit down with Kevin. And I'm going to read this really fun disclaimer. The Beautifully Broken Podcast is provided for educational and informational purposes only and is not medical or mental health advice. The information presented here is not intended to diagnose, to treat, to heal, to cure, or prevent any illness, medical, or mental health condition. Although Kevin is a doctor of osteopathic medicine, licensed in the state of California and good old New York, he is not acting in that capacity here. Kevin is acting as a healing minister, not as a licensed medical health professional, mental health professional, or in his professional capacity as a doctor of osteopathic medicine. Systematic Healing owns all copyrights of this material presented here unless otherwise noted. Ladies and gentlemen, let's jump on in. Welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel, and on this show, we explore the survivor's journey, practitioners making a difference, and the therapeutic treatments and transformational technology that allow the body to heal itself. Witness the inspiration we gain by navigating the human experience with grace, humility, and a healthy dose of mistakes because part of being human is being beautifully broken. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. We're not starting yet. Just calm down. Before we go off to the races and we have this incredible guest, I need to talk about my sponsors. Number one is Silver Biotics. They create an amazing immune support, skin lotion, toothpaste, and burn cream. I know you're probably thinking, do I need burn cream? Well, when I went on a recent vacation and tried to open a scalding hot espresso maker with my chest, I needed it. I was absolutely amazed the way this neutralized the pain from the burn and accelerated healing. The other thing that was incredible to me was going out and surfing all day and then having a wicked sunburn and watching it fade in about an hour. So the reason why this happens with Silver Biotics, specifically their armor gel, is that they developed a new particle called AG404. It optimizes the efficacy of silver and they have over 60 patents on this technology and 420 independent studies. They offer an incredible discount to this podcast audience using the code BEAUTIFULLYBROKEN. And I think it's 30% off everything in their store. So check out Silver Biotics. Number two, Light Path LED. Light Path LED, in my experience, creates the most powerful, highly effective, best after-purchase support on the market of light therapy. 
two things. They incorporate pulsed light frequencies in their panels, and they also have after-sales support. So after you buy, you figure out how to use this thing to optimize your terrain. Red light therapy releases nitric oxide. It boosts circulation. It helps your cells make more energy. And you're gonna have these wild array of things that people say red light does for them. It's because it supports the cell. It helps the cell make more energy. And as a result, your body does what it does better naturally. They have a discount code for the audience. Beautifully broken in the cart. And the last company I want to mention is AMD Ion Cleanse. This is the ionic foot bath that I recommend to people when they're looking to deburden the body from environmental toxins, glyphosate, mercury, heavy metals. The reason being this foot bath adds positive and negative ions to the body, which form a covalent bond. And over time, using this three to four times a week, you can actually watch levels come down in your toxicity tests. That is the AMD Ion Cleanse Foot Bath. There is a link on beautifullybroken.world. That's my new site. And you can book a consultation with them. All these things can be found as well as their codes in the beautifullybroken.world store. And when you give love to these companies, you give love to the podcast. So I hope you're enjoying these episodes. I am enjoying making them. And let us jump into this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. We're here live. I'm here with Dr. Kevin Weiss. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hello. It's good to have you here. Yeah, man. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So deja vu. Kevin, I have a list of the over 100 practitioners that I saw. There's five that I consider like the all-stars. You're one of the five. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. People are probably tired about hearing about my story on this podcast, but as I was lost in the Western medical system, I happened to find you in New York City at the Morrison Center. I want to say that was 2016? 15. 2015. Maybe 16. Yeah. It's yeah. been a while. It's been a while, yeah. Damn. <laughs> I know, right? I know. A few more gray hairs later. I guess so. Not really. I mean... Yeah, if anything, I'd say from 2015, I sort of aged backwards. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What have you been doing since then? Well, since then, I have moved to Austin. We're neighbors now. We live literally like five minutes down the street. Yeah. How awesome is that? It's wild. So I work from home. I have a full-time practice called Systematic Healing, where I do virtual healing work now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what I did was I took the best of what I learned from integrative and functional medicine and applied it to um, a model where I work full scope, what I call mind, body, spirit. And so a lot of the clients that I deal with have challenges that are not met by the conventional system. So they, they seek me out. So I deal with a lot of people that have chronic Lyme. They got long haul COVID and I got a, a whole subset of people where doctors don't even know what label to, <laughs> to put on them. Yeah. So I, I get a lot of that too. And what causes each individual to end up in that place is unique. And what I do with systematic healing is I do a process called advanced intuitive energy testing where I figure out in what order to peel back the onions of dysfunctions that got somebody there in the first place. So we do two main things. We add back whatever is needed from a nutritional biochemical supplement or other standpoint, biohacking standpoint. And then also 
remove toxins, stress, infections, all these kind of things. So that's that's kind of the, you know, the whole Newtonian physics is F equals MA, right? Very simple. Everyone can go home, right? We don't have to bang our head on the chalkboard for <laughs> two more years trying to understand it. So that's the the simple explanation of it. But the consequences of that is enormous. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go down that rabbit hole, what got you into medicine? Honestly, from the time I was a kid, I just kind of knew it was my, um, I'd say it was my dharma, meaning it was just kind of, this was my life path. And I didn't really have much other ideas of doing anything else. Mm-hmm. I didn't have some story about where I ended up getting sick or a family member got sick. I just knew this is what I'm here to do. And I just did it. I didn't anticipate systematic healing. I didn't anticipate getting outside of conventional medicine. I thought I was going to become a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of what led there was first year of medical school. It was all anatomy and physiology. And it was, it was awesome. I had a good time with it and everything kind of made sense. And second year rolled around and everything was pathology and what disease looks like under a microscope and what the drug or surgery of choice is to fix that problem. And as I was stuffing this fire hose of information in my head as best as I could, my grades started slipping and I was wondering like, what's wrong with me? I really thought maybe I was stupid or something that I couldn't memorize this stuff and keep it committed to memory. And then I kind of went up for air about maybe halfway through the year and I realized there's no explanation offered whatsoever of how we went from the normal anatomy and physiology that we were taught in the first year to how something became diseased in the first place, much less how to get back again. And that's what kind of got me on the path of alternative medicine and holistic medicine because I realized this field is good at disease management. It's good at treating really acute problems, you know, critical care medicine, intensive care medicine, trauma surgery, saves lives day in and day out. It Mm -hmm. saved my life before and I'm really grateful for it. That said, when people get into these chronic type of situations with Lyme or long-haul COVID or other mystery diseases, the conventional model completely breaks down. And so I'd seen even even in my residency, patient after patient, you know, with fatigue and aches and pains and brain fog. And I would watch my um, attending professors just write them off and say, oh, it's all in their head. And I kind of took a step back and I told myself, there's no way all these people are crazy. These people have real like physical problems. And I realized it wasn't just my professors. It was this whole field was writing all these people off. And I got interested and curious and started digging into integrative and functional medicine to try to solve these problems and was able to help solve some degree of them, but still people would come in and even the functional model wouldn't be enough to move them. And that's kind of how I, I ended up with systematic healing. And what I found was is that toxins and infections get stuck in parts of people's bodies that resonate with unresolved mental, spiritual, and emotional baggage. Mm-hmm. And when someone does the appropriate inner work to remove those blocks, then the physical resolution ends up becoming much easier. Yeah. It's really fascinating what you said, the discovery as a resident where you said there wasn't necessarily evidence to show how someone would get back to well. Right. Do you remember, can you give me an example of that? You're like, well, this process doesn't make sense. This person walks in with exhibiting symptomology A, B, and C. What was the shift? Even in medical school, even before residency, I I remember them talking about hypertension and all the the path, you know, what, what would change in the microvasculature and, you know, how things look like on a microscopic level. And they put a fancy label on, you know, the main cases of hypertension called essential hypertension. Sounds very highfalutin and fancy. But what it boils down to is we don't have a reason for it. 
Hmm. We don't know why they have it, but we're throwing drugs at these people. And I mean, that's better than doing nothing. Yes. It's better than doing nothing, but it's not really giving a sound rational explanation for how they got there, much less for them to resolve it. Hmm. So that's kind of how it started in, in medical school. And in residency, I did a lot of osteopathic manipulation and we, we would have a clinic in residency. There's only a couple of programs in the country that would do this. So for the people out there that don't know what osteopathic medicine is, the, the short of it is it's like uh, someone with a DO. I have a DO, doctor of osteopathic medicine. The short of it is that having a DO is like having an MD plus a chiropractor in the same person. The principles and how it's done is very different. So some of my colleagues may not like that verbiage so much, but to somebody who doesn't understand what it is, that's an easy way to explain it. Mm-hmm. And I would see people who would, you know, have kind of chronic pain and, you know, they would have already done the kind of standard allopathic stuff. They had gone to physical therapy. They had tried steroid shots. They had done drugs, whatever. And, you know, some of these people we could fix or at least significantly improve, but there were others where like, we just weren't touching their symptoms. And they would keep walking in, you know, and they would get some improvement, but then things would kind of fall back out of place again. Yeah. And a lot of these people, you know, I would, I would figure out later on when I started working in, in Manhattan, you know, shortly before we met, like a lot of these people got Lyme. Mm. And, th- you know, they wouldn't just have aches and pains. They would have brain fog and some of them would have chest pain or shortness of breath. I mean, you, you know how it is. It's a great imitator. People have all sorts of wonky symptoms. All the symptoms. Yeah. They would have all of it. And I kept telling myself as a resident, there's got to be a reason, right? Like someone doesn't just like, they're not coming to see me because it's fun for them. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a reason. Well, yeah. And so give me the argument for that. It's not just a tick bite or it's not just a chronic infection of Borrelia or Bartonella. Sure. Yeah. So for most of the people who have entrenched chronic symptoms, especially a multitude of symptoms, just from experience and, and what I find from the advanced intuitive energy testing, which we'll, we'll get into soon. You know, in medicine, we're looking for an Occam's razor. We're looking for one simple explanation to explain the majority of somebody's symptoms. And the reality is for most of these people with these chronic symptoms, they've got layers of uh, not just, you know, Lyme, but they'll have multiple other infections, you know, and it's not just tick, it could be mosquito-borne infections, it could be other GI pathogens, it could be fungi. Everybody's biome is a little bit different, and I, I can't say that any one, you know, two people have walked in with the exact same stuff. And proceeding to that, a lot of these people might have had emotional or mental or physical or sexual traumas. They might have heavy metal buildups. Uh, they may have hormone imbalances or, you know, the sickest people of all, they've got all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating how differently they present as well. Yes. You also said a few minutes back the idea that these metals, toxins, pathogens hide out in the body where there is also unresolved trauma or mental emotion stuck in the tissues. Can you explain that a little bit for someone that might say, wait, what did he just comment on? Yeah. To the uninitiated, it sounds a little bit radical, but it goes back to that principle we talked about earlier that there's always a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if if we want to keep using Lyme as an example, why is it that one person, you know, it's always their elbow, you know, that's the biggest problem. Why is it that somebody else, it's their back, you know, if, if we're just talking about pain, you know, barring all the other myriad of symptoms that can happen. And if there's no physical trauma to explain that, well, at least from my standpoint, we're obligated to dig deeper and see, well, what else is there that could be holding it? And so 
to somebody who's an energy healer and can perceive on those layers of people's bodies, what you'll see is you'll see evidence of those traumas and such that'll be in people's energy bodies. And when you remove the appropriate issues on that level, then everything else that's physically resonating with that becomes so much easier to deal with. Yeah. So these, these people that have, you know, I know you, you do a lot of biohacking. I, yeah. I tend yeah, <laughs> I tend to be like, I walked into your house and there's like biohacking galore. I don't have any of this stuff in my house. I'm more of a minimalist, but um, you've experienced and work with clients like this where they've done all the stuff. They've yeah. done all the IVs. They've done the vitamin C. They've done the ozone. They've done the silver. They've done the herbs. They've done the IV antibiotics. You know, they, they went to you know, Europe and, and did, you know, the hyperthermia and brought their temperature up to 105 degrees. And they're still symptomatic. Very. They're still symptomatic. And what I would submit to you is there are reasons for that. There's always a reason for every symptom that people have. Mm. And the reality is for many people that are chronically ill, they have to do some serious inner work on themselves if they want to fully heal. Not that the physical remedies and interventions shouldn't be done. Absolutely, they should be done. But when you don't have these blocks on the higher levels of mind, body, and spirit, or not so much body, but if more on the you know mental, emotional, spiritual blocks, you know these are the people that walk in and it's like you know they've had Lyme for you know for three years and you know somebody throws you know like a little bit of knotwood at them and then they're river dancing, right? Because they didn't have higher order problems. Mm -hmm. These people don't have those problems, or, the, or that wouldn't have been so easy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to offer that that does happen. It does. That there are people yeah. within the, we could say the outliers mm -hmm. who do the treatment or they go to the center in New York City, they get a couple ozone IVs and everything's been cured on them. Yeah. It's, you know, at least from my experience, it's like you said, it's not common, but yes, it does happen. Yeah. Then on the other end of the spectrum, there are people where it doesn't matter what you do, they can't move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always been a very frustrating thing to me wanting to understand why we can't take one tool or one therapy or modality or maybe a weekend away with hyperthermia and have the same standardized results. And I've seen that across everything. I talk about it a lot, the wild different responses we get from stem cell procedures yep. where you should be able to, everybody's paying $10,000, $5,000 for these procedures. Why do we not get these consistent results? And the weird thing for me was to start to move in this world where, you know, people are dealing with mental, emotional, and spiritual issues, you know, the Star Trek scanner to, <laughs> to give some objective data yes. to say exactly what that is and how it correlates with somebody's physical problems has not arrived on earth yet. And I, I'm not anticipating that it's going to arrive anytime soon, you know, much less even on the physical level, as you know, you know, we're still dealing with stealth infections. We don't really have good objective ways to measure what is the toxin load of heavy metal or lipophilic pesticides, herbicides, fungicides in particular tissues in people's bodies. You know, I've seen research where people with chronic fatigue syndrome, I mean, you look at their B12 levels in their bloodstream and it can look somewhat normal. But if you spinal tap them, then they're tapped out. Mm. And so people look at these blood tests as if it's like the biblical truth, mm. right? And, and this, this is the unconscious expectation that most people go into when they see a doctor. They have some, I mean, we're, we're generally talking about chronic entrenched problems here. Yes. We're, we're not talking about, you know, somebody's got a strep throat, you know, and they need some amoxicillin. You know, th this is not the kind of person that needs to be in systematic healing. 
like I was saying on the physical level, right? So we don't have, we don't have a good objective data for toxins, right? We, we can get some idea of it, but again, that's what's in the bloodstream. It's not what's stored in the tissues. Yeah. And so there is no test for that. There's a couple of things out there, but I would, from my experience, I haven't seen something that's a slam dunk for it. Yeah. And it's about the results. It's about meeting mm -hmm. that person where they're at and trying to get them to a level of functionality where they feel really good about. Mm -hmm. And from my understanding, that's something that you've developed and you do have a system that you feel really good about. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. So yeah. let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So systematic healing is the practice and, and so much of what it is, it hinges on is what I call AIET, which is advanced intuitive energy testing. And so what I'm doing with this is I'm literally reading somebody's energy body and it doesn't matter whether it's done in person or over distance. So the distance thing is shocking to people who are uninitiated, you know, as they start seeing the results in the practice, you know, then usually that resistance falls down, but it's, it's a little bit different compared to what most people are used to. And so the explanation of how this works in short is that we're basically using a quantum mechanical principle called entanglement. And so everybody's had the experience where you're walking down the street and you think of a friend and you pick up the phone and you call them. I was just thinking about you, right? Or if, or if you have a family member that's, you know, maybe uh, out of town or they're, you know, they're in some sort of a bad situation, you get kind of a queasy feeling in your gut and something and you know, somehow this person's in trouble, I should call them. And then sure enough, you end up confirming your suspicion. So the, the theory of quantum entanglement is that subatomic particles will interact non-locally meaning that two quarks, you know, on different parts of the world can exchange information without having to be in physical proximity. Another way this plays out is say you're, uh, you're at a function and you, uh, you, you find a particularly attractive young woman. And if you start looking at her a little too hard, she's definitely going to catch you, but there's no physical medium, right? You're not physically touching her, but somehow she knows, right? And so what I'm doing is, is I'm leveraging this principle more consciously mm -hmm. to be able to read what's going on in somebody's system. And what we do with it is we sequence out what's going to be most efficient, safest, and quickest for somebody. So people walk in, you know, sometimes with similar symptoms and I never know where it's going to go because I'm having a conversation with their body. Like somebody comes in, I have no preconceived ideas about how this is going to go. And so some people walk in and they may just need a lot of physical work. They may just be loaded with stealth infections and doing any, you know, like they're not going to move emotionally or spiritually or mentally until that stress is off their physical body because they don't got the bandwidth for it. Mm -hmm. I have other people where they've got significant, you know, mental, emotional, spiritual issues where if those don't get addressed, their physical stuff will just keep coming back. And for a lot of people, it's a little bit of a balance. Yeah. It's a little bit of a balance, you know, we'll, so again, toxins and infections get stuck in parts of the body that resonate with unresolved mental, emotional, and spiritual baggage. So for a lot of people, it kind of becomes a do-si-do -si -do between taking out infections and toxins, putting back the right nutrients, getting rid of mental, emotional, spiritual baggage, and kind of going back and forth between whatever balance is best for them. And similarly, using AEIT to kind of have a conversation with somebody's energy body to determine, okay, what interventions are going to work best for you and what dose, what frequency, what timing, so on and so forth. What might some of the physical things that you would do to unburden the body from some of these pathogens or viruses? Yeah. Because you said they might need both. 
Yeah, they might need both. And so, you know, so the main tools I'm using to unburden pathogens are going to be either herbs or magnets. Mm-hmm. So or, herbs is pretty straightforward. People understand how this works. The way biomagnetism works is that when you put a combination of a North Pole magnet on one part of a body and a South Pole on another, it changes the energy potential in the body and it changes pH, which doesn't allow the pathogens to live anymore. So the cool thing about this is that you can, you know, because of the magnet's field effect, you can get into any kind of tissue. And as you know, these stealth infections hide out in scar tissue. They hide out in ligaments, tendons, joints. They hide out across a blood-brain barrier, places that are not so easy for things in the bloodstream to reach. Mm-hmm. So this is why, you know, Lyme will often get into people's joints and such because it's a relatively anaerobic environment. And so one of the benefits of the magnets is you get around that. Mm. The bloodstream isn't isn't so important for that. I mean, you still need a bloodstream to clean up collateral, of course, yep. but the the effect of changing the energy and the pH is not so much bloodstream dependent there. Mm-hmm. And so you can use that to deal with just about any kind of, uh, well, I'll say the energetic signature of a stealth organism, right? Because I'm, when I'm doing systematic healing, I'm, I, you know, everybody understands this. I tell them I'm operating as a healing minister, not as a, as a physician, because the way I detect things and the way things are treated is outside the scope of the practice of conventional medicine. Yeah. As you can clearly see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you'd get great results. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, nobody shoots 100%. And I, I think anybody that says so, they're either lying or I should just give up everything I'm doing and sit at their feet and learn from them for the next 10 years. Sure. But I'd say, you know, probably 95% of the people that enter my office are going to get substantial improvements. And the people that really stick with it and do the inner work, these are the people who are going to almost guaranteed going to heal. Yeah. Because that's the thing. You, you remove those mental, emotional, spiritual baggage issues, and then the physical body, when given the right things, of course, it's going to fall back into place. Yeah. Kevin, I have so many questions. All right, fire, man. <laughs> I have so many questions. So there's, I just want to talk about getting information from the field, the idea of interconnectedness mm-hmm. in which you're drawing guidance to help somebody move forward. Yeah. The idea that we can do that a distance, I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't done it. Right. And for everybody watching this video, whether you see a clip or you listen to the podcast, I went to Kevin, it must have been last February, when I was entangled in a weird situation and I was experiencing this really crazy inflammation in my right knee. And my right knee, it just one day, it just blew up like a watermelon where I used to be very symptomatic with Lyme 20 years ago. And I had tried everything. I had just, I had injected it with everything and I had... I had done all the magnets and all, done all the, the physical stuff, all the physical stuff. And Kevin said, well, how about I work on you? And I was like, okay, great. When am I coming over? And you're like, no, 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 no. This is over zoom. And I had a moment of deep sighing. I was like, oh man. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. Kevin. So we sat down and you walked me through a series of questions you asked me what was going on. We got the very specific subject matter, which I was struggling with and hurting over. Mm-hmm. And we walked through a series of events where this could have played out in different lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And we did a type of a mantra or a spoken word. Maybe it was a little bit of prayer. Mm-hmm. And when I say that I felt the knee, the swollen knee, fluid in there. It was like a breeze moved through my knee, and in 30 minutes, 
it was gone. Yep. And I went out for a photo shoot that day. And I took the pictures that you all see on my podcast branding on my new website. I did a photo shoot. And I remember I at one point I like I jumped up on a bench. I jumped up on a bench. And three hours before, it was like I was having trouble bending my knee straight. It was an incredible shift. It was the most dramatic energy healing I've mm-hmm. ever had in real time. And actually, you you did it yourself. Yeah. I guided you through it. And, and you know, what you're describing, it, it deserves an explanation. Because, I mean, on, on first glance, it sounds kind of radical and, you know, really esoteric and out there. Yeah. But it goes right back to toxins and infections get stuck in parts of our bodies that resonate with unresolved mental, emotional, and spiritual baggage. So you had some particular spiritual baggage that was resonating with your knee having to do with a particular toxic relationship. And ultimately, the treatment on the spiritual level comes down to taking personal responsibility. So now now we kind of got to delve into karma so if, if this is not in your belief system, that's fine. Feel free to ignore anything that I'm about to say. If you feel like it doesn't pertain to you or it doesn't make sense, if you feel like it does pertain to you or it makes sense and it's able to help you in your life, awesome. So karma, you know, usually when we say that colloquially, we're talking about the effects that are manifesting in this life that were set in the past. Ironically, there's another Dr. Weiss out there named Brian Weiss that's done a lot of work on, on karma and reincarnation. He's not related to me that I know of, but I just find that so ironically ironic. In fact, that's my brother's name, Brian Weiss. Who would have thought? And so each one of us comes into this life and we've got our agenda of our stuff that we've got to work out. And certain karmas manifest as health issues. Certain karmas manifest as financial issues. Certain karmas manifest as family dynamic issues. Certain karmas manifest as more spiritual type of problems. And then some karmas, (laughs) as as a bonus, uh, will manifest as some or all of the above. Mm. But ultimately, what this allows us to do is to look at the dysfunction that we're experiencing in our lives and kind of do like a spiritual kung fu. And what I mean by that is to use the force of the pain, the suffering that we feel from these adverse events in our life, turn it around and flip it and use that energy for our own healing, which is exactly what you did. I walked you through it. That's my skill is to be able to perceive what is it in the spiritual, emotional, or mental level that's correlated with these toxins and infections. But on the spiritual level, there's not a a lot of technical stuff to be done from the healer side because it's mainly you have to face yourself. And that's what you did. And you got the results for it Mm. with those dramatic results with the knee. And so on the spiritual level, we get events in our lives that are touching upon resonant and reminiscent of the mistakes that we've made in the past. And there are two things to pay attention to when that happens. A, the pattern that's playing out in terms of what's happening in the physical and B, how you feel about it. Because two people could have, you know, identical physical situations. You could have two people that are princesses and one of them absolutely loves it and the other one hates it, right? Similar conditions, but they feel completely different about it. Mm. So when we hone in on the pattern that's happening on the ground, as well as how somebody feels about it, we can use that information to then reach back and figure out what key lifetimes need to be pulled out of the file, looked at addressed the personal responsibility taken. And then once you do that, that resonant spiritual baggage is out of your field and no longer holding the physical healing back. Mm. 
So that's what you did. You had an event that showed up in your life that set off, right? You were in the proximity of somebody who started setting off those symptoms. It wasn't, I mean, they did, the person didn't set the symptoms off, but you know, being around their field created the conditions for your body to respond that way. Now, what a lot of people do is they blame the other person. Oh, this person and, and they're doing this to me and they blame is so, 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 so dangerous. It will take you backwards and actually just entrench the problem. You were able to see and, and more importantly, own the fact that the toxicity and the dysfunction that the particular person, you know, that was involved with, that you basically had been done the same thing in another life. And when you own that and you did the appropriate prayers to resolve those problems, then all that spiritual baggage that was resonant in the knee, gone. Yeah. And then your physical body was free to respond. Yeah. So that was all the other work that you'd put in, right? All those years of, of biohacking and IVs, right? You know, yeah. so that's important to say too. So not everybody's necessarily going to have, I mean, it's, it's nice to be able to share lightning reactions like that because it's, yeah. it's awesome and it's, it's cool you know, you had set yourself up, you had done all this work. And so after doing all that work, then addressing the spiritual part of it allowed all that to kind of cement in and really give you the benefit, you know, without having the spiritual block in place. How on board do people need to be with the belief system of the idea of karma and past lives to get the results? Yeah. And so, you know, as long as somebody is willing to entertain the possibility and willing to walk through the process that I'm going to walk them through with some degree of openness and curiosity, then it's fine. You know, this, this is, as you saw, this is not a placebo effect. Yeah. We're not placeboing people into healing in any way, as you know, you know, people that are, you know, chronically ill, like that crap doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's wild, the idea of this reality. You know, that's what really my head starts to spin when I think about the idea of the predetermined nature of the unfolding of time and our lives and past lives. And you want to stop me on the word predetermined? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're correct. (laughs) I'd say life is kind of like a six-lane highway. You know, all of us, you know, whether we remember it or not, we agree to our main lessons, you know, and and objectives that we want to take care of in, you know, in each particular incarnation. That said, you've got some wiggle room to move lanes. And depending on how you manage yourself and you manage your life's energies and how well you learn your lessons, if you do it really poorly, you know, think about, you know, you're in the right lane and you're plodding along in a jalopy and it's breaking down every quarter mile, right? Or you could be uh, all the way in the left lane with an electric vehicle that goes 1,500 miles on a charge and never breaks down. Mm. So some things in some people's life plans is time-bound and other things are lesson-bound. And so what you experienced with your knee was Mm lesson-bound, right? It's like you could have gone another 5,000 lifetimes, but if you didn't address that karma or that spiritual baggage, you likely would have continued to struggle with that knee in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Maybe maybe not, you know, the same way you did this lifetime. So, you know, people are free to learn their lessons. Yeah. It's also the other thing that really makes my head spin is how many people and players you need in these ever unfolding stories intertwined in a billion different connections to make your lessons happen. Yeah. That's mind boggling. Boggling. It's absolutely mind boggling. 
And one of the nice things about the AIET is being able to zone in on what's really important. You know, so karmically, right, to figure out, you know, who are the important players? What do you really need to process so that you can move? But the same thing on the physical level, you know, what supplements are really needed? You know, what biohacking is really needed that's really going to move the needle for you? So that's one of the great things is being able to much more accurately and reproducibly detect, you know, what's going to move the needle for somebody the quickest. Yeah. How much do you think is in the power of the mind and the body to heal? And how much do we need Western medicine, hyperbaric chambers, stem cells? It varies from person to person. And what I generally say is that each problem needs to be met where it is. And so you had a spiritual problem with relationship to your knee, right? And so because the problem at that point in, in your life when you came to see me about it was, was largely spiritual because you'd done all this other physical work, there was probably no amount of stem cells or hyperbarics that was going to fix that. Mm. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, pro it probably wasn't going to, I mean, we, <laughs> we, who, knows? who knows now, right? Because you fixed it. But that's usually the pattern I see playing out is that, you know, when someone has a spiritual problem, you want to give them a spiritual solution. If somebody has an emotional or mental problem, you want to give them an emotional or mental solution. If somebody has a physical problem, then you want to give them a physical solution, right? So some people, you know, people are healing from long COVID from doing hyperbarics and doing exosomes and doing stem cells. It's happening. It's very, it's, it's hugely important. We should be studying and using this. What I generally advocate for people is to try to understand the context in which they're using these interventions to try to have an understanding of where the problems are lying and to pick and choose the interventions accordingly. Mm. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, as, as you know, in, in the land of stem cells and biohacking, you know, oftentimes I've, I'm in the unfortunate position of having people that have either emotional or spiritual problems, you know, and they've already spent, you know, forty fifty thousand dollars $50,000 on stem cells or whatever it is. And then I tell them, well, <laughs> now you've got this spiritual issue you got to deal with. And then they fix that. And then everything else kind of, you know, self-corrects. But like you said, you know, it's a little different. It's a little different. It's not exactly out there on the mainstream map. I got there because I just simply kept asking why. Why does this person in front of me have the problem that they have? How much work do you find you need to do and stay a clear channel to be able to have discernment in this arena? Hours goes into it every day. I have a whole lifestyle that's organized around it. And so I'm, I'm spending hours a day on keeping my channels clean, on working through my own spiritual baggage. I mean, the way I came to it was, was that at the age of 27, basically like, you know, people in the Vedic terminology, everyone has what's called a karma shaya, or if you want to use a Western, little more crude Western terminology, they got a karmic bag of crap. And so people come in and they usually deal with some portion of that karmic bag of crap each lifetime. Now, me being a glutton for punishment and kind of a speed demon wanted to get as much as I could possibly get done in one lifetime. And at the age of 27, I had a uh, experience where basically that whole bag got opened, not just dealing with some small portion of it that most people are using. The whole bag got opened. That was a decade of absolutely excruciating pain. And I was thrown in the deep end and forced to learn how to swim. That's how I figured out how to do all this spiritual work because mm. nobody could help me. Nobody. 
And I'll tell you what biohacking interventions, what's emotional, mental, spiritual interventions I didn't try is the question, not which ones I did, which ones I didn't try. And through that crucible, I figured out how to do that and then kind of learned to put everything together for my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a mentor that you worked with along the way who had a big influence on your work? No. No. I had a couple people that would, you know, if I needed key information at certain times, people would enter my life, give me a piece of information and then go. I got a couple of key friends that are, you know, that are still part of my network. We help each other kind of work this stuff out. So it's, it's always, and I would say in that arena, everybody needs help. Every single person needs help because nobody can see themselves a hundred percent clearly. Mm. And this is actually how you get people that are, you know, very juiced up and powerful spiritual teachers, but then they end up sexually abusing, you know, children or their followers, you know, just go on Google and type in leaving and then insert spiritual organization here. Right. It's, I would say it's probably the rule rather than the exception. Yeah. And so, you know, some people will reach some degree of spiritual power or enlightenment or whatever you want to call it. And then they make the mistake of thinking that they're done. Well, clearly they weren't. Mm-hmm. clearly they weren't. So I have a whole accountability system around me and I'm all, you know, I, I, I get consultation from friends and, and at times I'll, I'll even hire it out and do it professionally because everyone's got blind spots. I mean, I'm constantly working on resolving them, of course, mm. but it's a big job. Yeah. It's incredible. When you say that you think about the dark side of a clown or a priest Yep. Or somebody who pushes themselves into some level of an extreme or it's basking in the light too long. It's like the dark gets really dark. Or the light exposes the dark. Mm-hmm. The light exposes the dark. And I think, you know, this getting more into spirituality, one of the things, you know, on the pathway to spiritual evolution, everybody has to face their dark side. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to. And, you know, for people that are chronically ill, they got to face their dark side. Yeah. Unless they're one of these, you know, people at the, you know, at the, at the easy end of the bell curve, where if you just throw an herb at them, you know, they'll prance through the, the field of daisies, like, like the pharma commercials, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, as you know, that's rare. I always love the Celebrex commercials. Celebrex, Celebrex. Oh man, they want it still in my head. It was so good. And I remember being, when I first had Lyme, I was like, I went to a doctor. I was like, dude, I need the Celebrex. There's like a 60-year-old grandpa bench pressing a <laughs> grandchild over his head. I can't get up out of a chair. Right. I just need Celebrex. Right. And I got the Celebrex. It didn't do much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The marketing was really good. The marketing was so good for Celebrex. Yeah. Yeah. An interesting place we live in in this day and age. Like you, I, I can't imagine you watch too much television I do once in a while. I love football, but it had been, I feel like last year I watched a little bit, my team, the Buffalo Bills, they've been really close both years and they were out, out again this year. But in the process of watching them every Sunday, I was like, oh my God, the marketing from the pharmaceutical industry during these NFL games is incredible. It's every other commercial. Yeah. And really shoving it down your throat for, oh, for yeah. whatever you could imagine. Oh, yeah. You know, I think about the idea of supply and demand. I was like, well, would you really need to push something so hard if it was just good? If it was that good. Right. Yeah. 
do you need to push it? What's that budget on a Sunday on ABC, NBC, and Fox across the globe? That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I find it interesting the place we live in now, and I feel there's more and more of my friends, they're hesitant. They see it and they're like, man, there's a lot of these commercials on for these drugs right now. There's a deeper, it feels like there's a deeper awareness. And I do ask people that are not of my belief system that, you know, maybe this isn't a good idea that we were managing public health at this time. To say the least. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Now there must be some, is there a word for global karma? For like, is there a collective energy in which we're all working through? That yes. we're, is that, yeah. is there a word for that? Uh, yeah. I mean, you said it. Yeah. Yeah. He said it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we've all got our individual karma, you know, there's a karma for Jewish people and for black people and for, you know, Americans and for Brazilians. And then, you know, for everyone, you know, so th there's so many different groups that each person is clued into. So to various degrees, you know, they'll be participating with those generally to the degree that they identify with them. Yeah. 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 It's wild. It's wild. What do you think going into 2023 as we go into this new year? How does your work, because you're one person. Yeah. You're not a clinic. Right. Do you wish for other people to learn a system the way in which you're working? Is your belief system that you are going to have an interaction with key players that then trickles down into society and makes massive change? Or is this just about Dr. Kevin Weiss? I don't really have a clear... I mean... I have taught my system to a few, I have a few students who I've taught this system to, you know, to the degree that they can implement it over the past couple of years, you know, and I've, so I've got to see the results get replicated. So I'm getting ready to, to amp that up and to teach more people how mm -hmm. to do it. There are parts of it that can be taught to anybody. Well, maybe not anybody's the right thing, but to anybody with the correct background and either like in craniosacral, mm -hmm. pretty much anybody that can tap into that rhythm, I can teach most of what I do. There are certain aspects of what I do that require a stronger degree of energetic and spiritual power to accomplish. So that's not something that you can teach. I mean, I can teach people to get to that place, but, you know, depending on, you know, where someone comes in, where they're at that, you know, some people they'll be ready to blossom overnight and other people it's going to take decades. It just, it depends. I don't mean to infer that like everything needs to be made into a system and then monetize and we need to drive it by the capitalism train. But I just wonder because it seems like it would be a great tool to have in a practitioner's toolbox. I agree to use it. If you know, I don't see it as something that can be replicated on a mass level as amazing as that would be that would be fan freaking tastic. Oh my God. Like if, if there was somebody like me doing this in like every primary care doctor's office, like, could you imagine mm -hmm. that would be incredible. But I also look at what I had to go through, you know, spiritually, psychologically, time-wise, money-wise, energy-wise to be able to get where I'm at. And the reality is not many people are going to be willing to put in those kind of hours and that kind of blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. That's unlikely. Yeah. Some people will. Some people will. Yeah. But I doubt it. I mean, it would be amazing if it got mass produced, but I just, I don't see that happening. Well, let me ask you this. What would be, let's say you got to sit in a room with a hundred people and give them some, for lack of a better term, some 
lifestyle, some housekeeping things that they should be doing once or twice a week or daily. Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah, definitely. And I think I'll talk more about the spiritual issues than anything because, you know, there's so much literature out there about diet, exercise, emotional care, belief system type of work. There's so much out there. So I I don't need to reinvent the wheel. But what I would tell people is to pay attention to the discomfort that your life is offering you to understand that it is a, your teacher, right? It's, it's not there just to piss you off and make you miserable. It's there to make you learn something. And when you learn your lesson, then like you found out with your knee, you don't have to keep repeating it. Mm-hmm. And so look where discomfort shows up in the form of relational tension, financial tension, physical tension, emotional tension, mental tension. Look deeply at the things that bother you over and over and over again. And it's, you know, like, you know, spiritually, so many people are like looking for, you know, what mantra should I repeat or what meditation should I do or what teacher should I follow? And from my perspective, that's all good and well. Learn your lessons. Look at what your life is teaching you. Engage with that. And when you undo those patterns within you that attract it, you know, people say like, you know, you manifested, right? You created it. And it's true. We're responsible for what shows up in our lives. It's just, it's a lot more complex than, you know, you were walking down the street and uh, you happened to think of a million dollars dropping in your lap and it just happened, right? That's not how it works. So engaging with those life lessons you know, for, especially for people that are challenged with long COVID, Lyme, anything, any kind of chronic health illness or challenge, work on yourself, work on yourself, work on yourself, because that's what's going to unlock your ability to heal. Mm-hmm. I found out maybe we can go tit for tat on some things that I do that have been really incredible for me that are really simple. Sure. I have gotten in the practice of just five minutes before I go to bed, I'll sit down and I'll do a body scan and I'll write to my organs. Cool. I ask my organs if there's anything that anybody wants to give over information, if they're sad, if there's tension, if there's hurting. My large intestine always is like, I feel abandoned. I have tension. I'm tight. And this is right where I've had surgery before and Mm -hmm. I get pain and Mm -hmm. all the things. So I write and it's like, it was the first time I did it. This is great for the podcast. First time I did it, didn't eat anything, funk, nothing. I woke up with crazy diarrhea for two days, just like things like letting go. Nice. And that's what I wrote. The letter was like, I'm, I'm ready for you to let go. It was wild. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Another advice like I'll give people is like when they're coming across, you know, any, whatever discomfort it is, particularly before you go to bed at night to just sincerely ask and To whom you ask isn't so much important. You know, some people conceive of spirit or the divine in all sorts of different ways. And I'm I'm not here to tell anybody how they should or should not do that. But I do advise asking, okay, what's the cause? Why is this showing up? And is there some recommended avenue or sequence of events that I can engage in to correct this? And often, you know, for when people ask sincerely, if they pay attention to what shows up in their life, they're generally going to get led to something that's going to that's going to help. They got to be willing to to show up and meet it when it when it shows up. So that the the tricky part there is, you know, it, it usually isn't served on the platter you're expecting. Yeah. The other one that I've leaned into as of late is I looked into my astrological chart 
And it kept coming up that frustration mm -hmm. is my key determinant that I'm out of alignment. Okay. And I, I was really, there was some times over the last calendar year was like, I just kept saying it. I'm like, I am so frustrated. My frustration, it's visceral. I would end the day and I'd be, I could feel it in every tissue in my body. Mm -hmm. And it through, again, through some process of journaling and getting a little bit of vacation, I was able to speak my frustration and make some immediate steps to remove myself from a situation and just, and it's been almost two weeks. It's pretty amazing. Solid. Dude. I, I mean, it. yeah. And it was like, I can't tell you how bad I was like, it took me a full year. I kept saying it out loud. I'd say it to friends. How are you? I'm really frustrated. Mm -hmm. I want this to be different. I want this to be different. You know, and I just, I couldn't through the power of pause, through stillness, mm -hmm. through taking enough time where I could say, oh my God, I have to do something about it. <laughs> the frustration is just going to go away. It yeah. was, it was, I know it sounds so simple, but it was like such a big win. Yeah. Sometimes when, when certain, you know, lessons are kind of close to their finish point, this is the logical, rational explanation. You know, there's a reason for everything. You know, sometimes it's like that for people that end up at my office, you know, they, they may have gone through 10 or 15 years of intense suffering and they'll get one or two or three treatments and they, and they feel like everything's getting opened up and they, you know, they think I'm a genius, but really what happened was they were, you know, like I said, some things are time bound. Mm -hmm. And so they were coming to the end of that rope. And it just so happened that I was the person that their life had kind of guided them to tie that loose end up. Yeah. So I, that's kind of the vibe I get on that. Like you, you were pretty close to the end of that. So it's like, you could have just like, right. Just blown on it. And that, that would have fallen away. Yeah. So it's, I guess another piece of advice I could give people is, you know, I, I feel like whether on the physical, like in the, like, you know, with Lyme and COVID, it's like people are trying to like supplement and technique their way out of it. You know what I mean? Like if I can just find the right technique or the right biohacking to do, maybe that will fix all of my problems. You know what I mean? And, and this, the same thing happens in the mental and spiritual world too. But really what it came down to is you were engaging with your process conscientiously and taking responsibility. Usually when that's done, it's not as important what technique you're, you're throwing at it. You know, you put conscientiousness and you put responsibility in the mix, things are going to move. Yeah. I feel that. I see that. Yeah. I see that a lot. Mm-hmm just from being at, at so many events and seeing people that are experiencing a similar path that I did. And I, and I, you see them move the needle and yeah. you see a, you see commonalities in the formula that's winning Yes, again and again and again. And I wish I could, I say that to people all the time. I believe it to be true. It's really funny. I'm thinking about one of my besties here in Austin. Mm -hmm. She's going through this experience where she keeps having, uh, there's an unfolding that she just like, can't control like the chaos around her. So it's almost like, it's like giving it up, giving it over. And we go to yoga class and, and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to like practice over here. You practice over there. And this guy comes into the room and he's, we've all seen this person come into yoga where he's just like erratic and dripping sweat everywhere. And he like basically did push ups and like breathing like huffing, spitting sweat throughout the <laughs> class. No, didn't follow the movements, grunting, doing sit-ups, looking around. It was amazing. And everybody was like, oh, and it was right next to her. 
wild. And she goes, did you see that? I was like, of course he would sit next to her. I was like, that was amazing. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that was amazing. He had no choice. She was the only person he could have sat next to in that class. It was it. That's awesome. Yeah. And we both, she goes, I know. She goes, I know that was for me. Yeah. 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 She got it. That was, that was the universe showing her the mirror. Oh my God. The universe is so amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing. What are you looking forward to in your work? I look forward to, you know, changing people's lives and empowering other people to help people change their lives. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah. Kevin, you get the stage. You get a microphone. I'm going to give you 15 seconds. Everybody on planet Earth can get a download from Dr. Kevin Weiss. What would you say to the people on the planet right now? It's not an easy time to be on this planet right now. Uh, you might have noticed the heat is, is a little high, right? There's a lot of challenges, you know, you know, geopolitically, but, you know, even in our environment, we're dealing with EMFs, we're dealing with a lot of toxicity. But again, it comes down to, you know, doing your inner work because the toxins and the infections and all the stuff sticks where we have unprocessed mental, emotional, spiritual baggage. I can't say that enough. Work on that baggage and that stuff isn't going to stick to you so easily. I say so easily because it's like, you know, if you give anybody enough mercury, they're going to die, right? So I'm not, I'm not suggesting somebody should go, you know, do their inner work and then try to expose themselves to astronomical <laughs> toxins to see yeah. if it really works. But you can use the pressure on the planet to do that spiritual kung fu, to level yourself up mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, learn your lessons and move on and not have to deal with the pain that they've been presenting you with. There's always a way. There's always a reason for every symptom, for every situation. And for the vast majority of people, there's a rational way out. Mm. And the Beautifully Broken podcast, what does it mean to you to be beautifully broken? It means to accept the dysfunction that's there and to work with it you know, to not be so judgmental about yourself. Cause it's like, you know, we've all got crap, you know, we've all got our dysfunctions and blaming ourselves and getting down upon it. Just really, it disqualifies people from moving forwards. This is the catch 22. And you, you, I'm sure you've seen this. Now your client, it's like the people that beat themselves up the most guaranteed you're going to go home and face palm. Cause you know, they're stuck, you know it. And so when we're able to accept our flaws, to accept our dysfunctions, to neither baby them, but also not blame or kick ourselves for them, to see them for what they are. You can then apply the appropriate work like anything else in life. When you put the right work in, you get the results. Yeah. Like anything else. The other thing I've heard you mention a couple times is we all have our blind spots. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to pick a team and a community, a tribe, and really surround yourself with people who are truly invested with your greatest outcome. Yeah. In, in choosing people who will hold you in a loving way, but hold you accountable and not encourage the negative thinking. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, you know, it's not always easy to give someone tough love, but you know, we all need it sometimes. Yeah. Kevin, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Freddie, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me.
I, we've talked about it for like a year and a half. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it finally came. Yeah, but it had to be in person. And yeah. I happen to live five minutes down the road from me now. So How awesome is that? It's awesome. We'll do more. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, when you get a download and you're like, we got to talk about this, let's do it. Okay. Awesome. Big love, brother. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a beautiful night. Namaste. Team, thank you for creating a wave of momentum that is driving season five of the Beautifully Broken podcast. My heart thanks you for tuning in. And if you enjoyed today's show, head over to Apple Podcasts and now Spotify. Spotify is new and you can leave a review. Five stars if you loved it. And before you go, I have something really important I need to offer. There are two ways we can build this relationship. The first is to join my membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Freddie Set Go. You get early access to all the podcasts, bonus episodes, discounted consults, and free webinars covering all the wellness technologies. The second is to support Beautifully Broken dot world that's right i have a brand new website and new store beautifully broken dot world listed on here are all the wellness tools supplements educational courses and products that i absolutely love most of them offer significant discounts by clicking the link or using the code please know that they don't cost you anything extra and at the same time they do support the podcast through affiliations what what's that I just got a message from my lawyers, my internet team of lawyers. They wanted me to tell you that the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. By listening, you agree not to use the information found here as medical advice. Do you agree? Yes, you agree. To treat any medical condition in yourself or others, always consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Finally, our closing. The world is changing. We need you at your very best. So always take the steps to be upgrading your energy, your mindset, and your heart. Remember, while life is pain, putting the fractured pieces back together is a beautiful process. I love you. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel.